game. Blouses. Gallon Chuck. Disaster. I forget it. Disaster. Well, I mean, I'm no doctor. We now join America's most popular show already in progress. Everybody loves Mitch and Sean. You guys are the greatest duo. Fantastic. That team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Welcome into the Post Game Pints podcast. Campbell, Gallo, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, whatever you want, happy new year. I'm feeling very festive today. Mitch, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, I have decided to go with the green and red Christmas jerseys of the New Jersey Devils today. <laughs> so keeping it festive, I've got my Christmas stocking in the background. Uh, so I hope you guys are ready for another jam-packed show of the Post Game Pints podcast. Mitch, what are you drinking over there? John, by the way, uh, love the love the jersey. I know big, you do. Uh, big fan. Brings me back. Brings me back. Uh, I am drinking Blonde, James Blonde. Um, I had a, a stronger beer earlier today, one that uh, clocked in at uh, 10%. Uh, alcohol level, so I am going to uh, go a little bit lighter on my second beer. All right. Uh, by the way, just want to let you know, Post Game Pints podcast brought to you by LaBrosse Brewery. Check them out, labrosse.com. Mitch, we are days away, days away from the release of the Campbell play-by-play IPA and the Angry Gallo Ale. We are actually, you know, kind of in competition of each other to see who's going to sell out their beer first. So I encourage you to go get three Campbell play-by-play IPAs and one Angry Gallo Ale when you get a little four-pack. I mean, you could get an eight-pack and do six and two if you want, but that's the way I want you to roll. I know Mitch wants it the other way. That's all I'm going to do. I still, the, the Angry Gallo Ale, it sounds terrific. The hint of coffee in there. I know we had Dan on uh, not that long ago. I am so looking forward uh, to the release of these beers, courtesy of LeBros. You got to get them right before the holidays, perfect stocking stuffer. Uh, the 23rd, they open at 10 a.m. I'm actually going to be there, Mitch. 10 a.m., I'm going to be there for the launch of the beer. So if you need me to sign a can or something, you know, just let me know. I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And, uh, Sean, uh, I recommend people get there uh, as quickly as they can. Limited. Um, limited edition. Limited. Well, you got the T-shirts uh, being sold, and I'm told that there's going to be a very special – uh, prize for one of the uh, jersey numbers so there's going to be uh, 20 camel jerseys uh, 20 gallo jerseys so just make sure you also get there and get one of the uh, jerseys or t-shirts i should say before they run out of stock yeah check it out the 23rd get there early uh, perfect christmas uh, stocking stuffer especially for that one that's going to pick up the jersey and the t-shirt and go who's gallo and, you know, that would be great. Uh, we got plenty to get to. We're going to talk a little NBA, a little basketball, Supermax contract uh, being handed out. Also, goaltending in Canada. That's Carey Price. Who's the best goalie in Canada? Maybe there's one that's actually better than Carey Price. Uh, but, Mitch, why don't we start things off talking National Hockey League and the rapid fire. 
which team in the National Hockey League needs a little bit more love and is getting no love right now as we approach, approach the return to play? Yeah, well, John, the, the team, I, I find they never uh, get uh, the love that they deserve. But I always look, okay, which team is really good on defense, one through six, and which team has – one elite line that can hurt you offensively. If you have those two things, I think you're going to be a pretty good team. And I feel like, and, and, and don't get me wrong here, I don't think, you know, they're the favorite to win the Stanley Cup, but the favorites get the love. So that's why I'm going a little bit off the board. I'm going to say uh, the team that uh, should be talked about more is the Carolina Hurricanes. I really like what the Hurricanes have on the blue line. Uh, they have a, a guy who could potentially win a Norse trophy would have been in the running last year, if not for significant injury with Dougie Hamilton. I think Tara Vinen is one of the more underrated players in the league. And yes, I really think. Yes, yes. Sorry. I don't want to cut you off, but yes, that guy gets no love. And when people ask me for underrated players, I say Tara Vinen right away. So I am jumping on board and saying, yes, Mitch. And John, I, I really think that, uh, you look at Shvechnikov and what he was able to do in his second season in the league. Now you add, you know, more experience, more confidence. And I think he's going to take it even to another level. And he's one of those bright stars of the game that people don't talk about because he plays in Carolina, but he's really, really good. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Carolina as a team that deserves a little bit more love. All right. I think, Mitch, I'm going to make you angry. With my answer. I really do. And, and by me saying that, do you know who I'm going to say? Um, are you going to say Ottawa? No. <laughs> no. So way that's... It's not me. I'm not going to say Ottawa. I'm going to say the other team that makes you very angry all the time because I think a lot of people are dismissing them. They have been an elite team in the National Hockey League for a very long time. But everybody believes this is the year that they're going to take a step back and they're not going to be any good anymore. Well, I'm going to disagree with that. And I'm sorry, we spoke about this on the Post Game Pines podcast just a couple episodes ago when you asked who's the next original six team to win the Stanley Cup. I don't think anybody's giving enough love to the Boston Bruins. Is Zidane O'Chara and Tori Kruger gone? I get that. And maybe Chara... You might be coming back. It doesn't really matter if he does or doesn't. It doesn't change the dynamic of the team. Maybe it changes the leadership uh, group that they have. But they still have the best line in the National Hockey League in Pasternak, Marchand, and Bergeron. You could argue with me if you want, but I still think they're the best line in hockey. Oh, uh, uh, Tuka Rask might not come. We don't know what's going to be happening with Tuka Rask right now. And if he does come back, they have one of the best duos in goal in the National Hockey League. Sure, they have some issues to figure out on their blue line, but they have depth. This is a team that knows how to win. They were one of the better teams last year. And everybody's like, ah, the Boston Bruins aren't going to be that good. They, they didn't lose half their roster. So I, I just feel people are dismissing the Boston Bruins way too quickly and think that their fall is going to be so great. They might fall, but I don't think it's going to be great. Yeah, well, with Boston, I think it's, uh, it's, it's a matter of how much they tumble. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, you, you make some good points as far as their, their skill level is concerned. But if, if you're a Bruins fan, you have to be concerned with the fact that, you know, their, their three best players went under the knife. We have a 56-game schedule. Like, I don't know what kind of condition these guys are going to be in to start the season. Yeah, but they're still the best here, Mitch. And here's the thing. I understand 
that the worry is, oh, the Bruins are going to take a tumble. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think they're going to come down a little bit, but I also think Tampa Bay is going to come down a bit. And I think that there's a couple teams. The, the, the East, I don't even know what it's going to be. The East, the Metropolitan, the Canadian. No, that, but that's, that's the thing about Tampa Bay. They're not going to come down because of the yeah. division that they get placed in. No, no, but they're all going to be they're going to be coming down to wherever when it comes what's all said and done. I just feel people are dismissing the Bruins and they shouldn't dismiss the Bruins. That's an incredibly quality team. That's all. That's all. Yeah. I, I think people realize they're still a good team. I just, you know, if, if, if they're not among the top anymore, how close to the middle of the pack are they actually? And I guess we'll have to wait and find out. All right. Yeah, Sean? If, if they're in that division, it's going to be really tough though. Uh, so let's, uh, let's have another fun debate. And talk sure. about the goaltending position in the Canadian division. I would like to know who you think the best goaltender playing on a Canadian team is, other than Carey Price. And that's just because I know how we both feel about Price. And even he could be debated here. But who's the, who's the next best goalie in Canada if we eliminate Price from the equation? All right. I think there's only two possible answers here. But the only answer is, was Carey Price nominated for a Vesna last year? No. Was Connor Hellebuck nominated and won a Vesna last year? Yes. The answer is Connor Hellebuck. Connor Hellebuck's the answer. And, and I'm going on his performance of what he did last year with a Winnipeg Jets team that probably benefit from not having Dustin Bufflin on it, but they still have some problems on that blue line, and they lost a lot of their big pieces, and it fell on him. And I think that's one of the reasons he got a lot of the votes. I get it because the blue line wasn't that great in front of him. And when you start looking at the blue lines around the Canadian division or in the East, you're starting to look at the Canadians. Oh, that's some pretty solid players on that blue line for Ben Trott, Shea Weber, Jeff Petrie. Oh, they picked up Edmondson. This Romanoff kid's going to be great. Kulak's finally into the position that he should be playing. So there are some things there with Carey Price, but I think the answer is uh, Connor Hellebuck. There's another goalie. I'm not going to mention him right now because he only asks for one name. But I think it's, you know, if you're talking about the best goalies in Canada, it's Connor Hellebuck or Carey Price. And one was outstanding last year. The other one was outstanding in the playoffs in Carey Price. And I think the battle it is between those two goalies. Yeah, well, Sean, I, I think, uh, you know, as far as the question is concerned, you have to look at it as who you would take right now on your team. I understand the results of the trophies and I find goaltending a harder position to, to judge because, you know, these guys play in different systems with, uh, with different players in front of them. Like, all right, if I'm going to start a team, how am I going to rank these goaltenders? And I'm sorry, like the inconsistency with Connor Hellebuck, like he was great last year. <clears throat> I can't take anything away from his performance last year, but this guy's been up and down like a yo-yo. As far okay, as so are we, are, we def- are, we, if, are we going with careers or are we going No, with no, rankings? we're going with who you would take. If you had to pick a goalie, who you put in between the pipes for your team? And I'm not allowed to take Carey Price? No. Okay, well, I'm still going to go Connor Hellebuck because he's one of the hottest and better goaltenders right now. But I'll tell you, the other answer, I, I'm going to let you answer. You haven't answered yet. I don't want to say the other guy until you answer. Well, I'm not even going to say the other guy that uh, you want – you want to, to say because I know how you think and by the way you hated him for quite a long time and you hate the goalie that I'm going to say too but I'm going to no. say you, you, you're thinking about the wrong goalie then so that's great I love it go 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 you don't, you don't know who I'm thinking uh, I, I, I guess not uh, unless you're going <laughs> to really surprise me 
the guy I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Frederick Anderson after Kerry Price. I know oh. you didn't really dislike him as a goalie, oh. but I think he's really good. Oh. No, no. Anderson, like, right away, I was like, okay, Ottawa, no, I don't like Murray. Anderson, no. Okay, let's go to Edmonton, no. And then the answer is between Vancouver and Calgary, and I'm sorry, I, you know how I feel about Markstrom. I know he was great last year, but I'll take Hellebuck over Markstrom any day of the week. But if you're asking about the other goalie, it's Braden Holpe. I'm sorry, I'm going to go Braden Holpe. He's oh. in Washington. He's a winner. Uh, he's going to be – he's going to help the Vancouver Canucks get to that next level. John, the, the one the, I, you just showed me, the one position that we don't yep. see eye to eye on ever is goaltending. Okay, that's fine. But uh, out of all those goalies, out of all those goalies that we met, that we just mentioned, which one raced the Stanley Cup? Well, Sean, I think Carey Price is the, the best Stanley out of Cup? all the goalies we mentioned, and he hasn't won a cup. That's a team accomplishment. Yeah, I know it's a team accomplishment. Anthony Niemi won a Stanley Cup. Like, what are you going to talk about? Congratulations, Anthony Niemi. But I'm just saying, if, if you're trying to decipher between a few, I'm going to say one won a Vesna, one won a cup, blah, 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 blah. I know I'm not allowed to say Carey Price. So to me, it's Hellebuck or Holtby. I'm sorry. I'm not going to Anderson because I think that the only way the Toronto Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup is when they get rid of Anderson. And because I like a lot of the things that the Leafs have done, but I think that's going to be something they're going to fall flat on their face with. And any, any goaltender would look spotty if uh, they had the team that Frederick Anderson has playing in front of him, playing in front of them. He's yeah, a good goalie. Ask Kellebuck. He won a Vesna with a spotty blue line. Anderson didn't. And he has one of the better defensemen in the league in Morgan Riley in front of him. Yeah, I, I still – I disagree with you. Hellebuck's had one good year. Frederick Anderson posts the same statistics year after year after year. I'll take Hellebuck, Holpe, Markstrom, Demko, Murray, all over Anderson. And I don't yeah, even we, like that. We, we big-time disagree. I hate Matt Murray. I don't even like that guy, and I'll take him over Anderson. Yeah, we, uh, we big-time disagree. So – Let's make a bet. Well, how, how are you going to make a bet out of this? I don't know. We got time. <laughs> Something to do with goaltendings. Yeah, well, we I definitely got time. Because one, one, here's the thing. Like, how do we want to grade the goaltending? Is it with wins? Because there's a team factor. Is it how far they go in the playoffs? Another team factor. Is it in voting of the Vesna? Because that's kind of individualistic. Save percentage. I don't know. We'll figure out something. We'll come up with some weird mathematical equation to grade the goalies in Canada and your love of Freddie Anderson and my hatred for him. We'll do something. Stay yeah, tuned. Right. Another episode of the Post Game Pines podcast. All right. All right. What do we got next? Uh, Sean, uh, Yanis uh, Antetokounmpo re-signs with uh, the Milwaukee Bucks on a five-year max deal. Are you, uh, are you disappointed that he stays in Milwaukee? Did you want to see him go elsewhere? Look, you know, I'm a Green Bay fan, so I got a soft spot for Wisconsin. Not really the Bucs. They're not really my team. You know who my well, isn't, team is. Isn't, uh, isn't Aaron Rodgers involved with that team? He's a part owner, and he, and he actually released a statement. He was quite happy that Yanis signed. He got the Supermax deal. I know that you're probably upset because you are a big-time Toronto Raptors fan. There's talk about how the Raptors were going to make their play on him to bring him to Toronto. They wanted him since the draft. He's turned into an incredible player at such a young age. Uh, I'm not disappointed that he's gone. Uh, the only team that I would want – like, I, I, I would have hated to see him go to the L.A. Lakers. Toronto's a little smaller market. I think that would have been fun. You know, I, I love Giannis. I think they'd be great. 
and the only team I'd want to see leave is go to my team, the Portland Trailblazers. How about Damian Lillard, an older <laughs> guy that knows how to shoot? But I'm telling you, other than that, I was happy that he signed. I, I, I wasn't upset. Uh, I know that people like super teams and like seeing them go. I, I like to see that loyalty. And now, I, you know, it's a good rooting, small market guy. He doesn't have too much help. They did go trade and get some guys. They're going to be probably one of the best teams, or if not the best team in the East. I don't know if they're going to be able to get them by the Lakers in the final, but I really, I like that he signed. I like that he made that commitment to a small market. You know, those guys, those, those fans in Wisconsin, they're loyal, loyal to their small market. And uh, I, I'm glad he's there. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, I, I, I would have liked to have seen him go, uh, go to the Toronto Raptors, <clears throat> but I wasn't hell bent on it. And I'm actually happy that he's signing, that he signed this deal with the Bucks because Small market team, yes, but Sean, I grew up a huge fan of the Montreal Expos, and we lost so many players. Not only could we not get free agents to come here, but we lost so many players. And I remember as a young Expos fan, when Vladimir Guerrero signed a pretty hefty contract, especially by Expos standards, the contract before he left in 2003 to go play with the Angels, and I was so happy that he was staying because he was our star. And even at that time, um, you know, one player playing right field wasn't enough to uh, win games and be competitive. But it got me to the ballpark just to go see him play. But in yeah. basketball, in basketball, one player can be a significant catalyst for wins and losses because of how much they play and how much they have the ball and how much of an impact they can have on a game. Now, yes, the, the best teams have two or three of those guys, and we saw Milwaukee make a lot of changes in the offseason. But I'm happy because Milwaukee kind of reminds me of Montreal. And if I was a fan of the Bucks, I would want to see Yanis stay because I've seen too many superstars on teams other than mine. Look, I think it's a situation where he's, he's, he's comfortable there, he was brought up through their system. They drafted him. And, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. I like also the fact, Sean, that instead of being like, okay, I'm going to go and put my ducks in a row, sign with a team, and then we're going to form a super team, he's like, no, I'm going to stay in Milwaukee, and players are going to want to come join the Bucks yeah, because I'm, I'm gonna, here, I'm gonna and I can angry. form my super team that way. Yeah, he wants to be the anchor. He doesn't care where it is. He kind of saw the same thing with LeBron in Cleveland, right? Cleveland's not a big market. He said, "This is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to Cleveland, win a championship for them. I know this is where I started. I left to go do my thing in Miami. And then he did that. And now he's like, I'm going to go and uh, rekindle the LA Lakers, one of the greatest franchises in the NBA. And maybe down the line, Yanis is going to go somewhere. But I, I like that he's staying with Milwaukee. I just, I know you made that connection to the Expos. It's just when you say Milwaukee, Expos, first thing I thought of was Bud Sieglig, and then I puked a little bit in my mouth, so. Yeah, well, hey, that's fair. Puked in my mouth. I'm writing down possible podcast names. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's going to get people to click. Oh, sorry. Uh, I have, uh, I'm going to make you angry, Gallo, too. All right, so what, what, what do we got coming up next on the podcast? Well, we got another classic sports argument, of course, brought to you by uh, LaBrosse Brewery, LaBrosse.com. Check them out. Just a couple days away from the Campbell play-by-play IPA and the Angry Gallo Ale. Order ahead because, trust me, it's going to go fast.
What's the argument? Now, what are we arguing here? All right, John. The argument today is who is the second best player after Mario Lemieux in hockey history to only play for one team? Ooh, I like now, that see, question. What's fun about this argument is you look at the top players in hockey history, they all played on more than one team. Besides Lemire, obviously, only Pittsburgh. But Gretzky with New York and St. Louis and L.A. Or Bobby Orr with Boston and Chicago. Or Mark Messier with the Rangers and the Oilers and the Canucks. Or uh, who, who else would you put in the, the top of hockey history? Uh, Marcel Dion played for a couple teams. Um... You know, you, you think Yermer Jagger is one of the greatest of all time. And played on like 10 teams. Yeah, it's G crazy. Gordy Howe, Sean. Gordy Howe played on more than just the Red Wings. All right. So. Okay, so you go first because I, I already have my answer. I know where I'm going, and I don't think you have the same as me, but uh, go ahead. Well, I really – I was looking very carefully at this, and I think there's only two correct answers. And I, I think there's only two correct answers, but here's the funny thing. I think your two correct answers and my two correct answers, we only have – one of the same of those two correct answers. You think Go. so? Yeah. I okay. Think we only now, one of the same. now, based on the argument, I'm going to – like a relocation does not count. Okay. So now I already know your two. So my guy is Joe Sackick. I am going to go with Joe Sackick as the top player ever to only play for one team. Joe Sackick has the most career overtime goals in the playoffs ever. He is the captain of a Stanley Cup championship team twice. He's in top 10 in virtually every different category. And, Sean, you know I have a bias with the Colorado Avalanche. That's, that's, that's one of my teams that I love rooting for. And now he's making his way as an executive, too. Not that that factors in here, but it's fun to point out. So I'm going to go with a Joe Sackick as the greatest ever to only play for one franchise. Okay, so I didn't have Joe Sackick in my two, and I know Joe Sackick's part of the conversation, okay? I, I understand that you're talking about the greatest of all time to play for one team. But I'm going to go a different route here, and I know that you know which franchise I'm going to go with, but the both players that I thought are on this same franchise. And I'm sorry, I'm not going with the forward. I'm going with the defenseman. And I think the second greatest player to stay with his franchise the whole way is Nicholas Lidstrom and Nick Lidstrom. Like let's, let's, let's just be honest here. Very, very honest. Joe Sackick, when you talk about the greatest of all time, okay. And you want to go greatest of all time. And you talk about forwards, you would probably get to Joe Sackick around number 10, maybe eight, maybe 12, not likely in the top five. Can, can we be honest? You just said Joe Sackick, right? Nick Lidstrom, when you go greatest of all time and you want to talk defensemen, you probably won't go three names before you mention Nick Lidstrom. He was that great. I understand Bobby Orr is there. You could have the, the debate about Doug Harvey, Ray Bork. That, there, there's so many great defensemen. But Nick Lidstrom is right there and right at the top. Right at the top of the greatest defenseman ever. And just because he didn't get the point accumulation of Joe Sackick, I, I don't care. If you're talking about the greatest of all time to play for one franchise, and I can't say Mario Lemieux, 
My answer is Nick Littrum. And I think Nick Littrum from Norris Trophies, not just not just as a, a in his prime. He won Norris Trophies at 40 years old. He had over 60 points as a 40-year-old. And that's offensively. You're supposed to dial it down and be the defensive specialist. This guy won Stanley Cups, captain of his team, like knew what he was doing. Uh, there's no doubt about it for me. My answer is Nick Lidstrom. And I know well, when I went – hold on. Because I know when I went to Detroit, you thought the crossover is Steve Eiserman or it's going to be Joe Sackick. Steve Eiserman's number two or number three on my list. I even put Steve Eiserman ahead of your Joe Sackick uh, because Steve Eiserman had more points than even Mario Lemieux did. I know in a different uh, amount of games. But uh, I, I knew that that was going to be the crossover. Steve Eiserman, <laughs> we have to give him some love because I think he's on both our lists. And you went Joe Sackick. I'm going Nick Littrum. But the greatest of all time to play on one team, not named Mary Lemieux, Nick Littrum for me. I'm sorry. I'm going with him number two. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I like the Nick Littrum. Like, you know how much I appreciated him as a player. And one of those oh, yeah. guys that did it so quietly at times. But he was just so solid in every way. So I, I like the Littrum answer. I thought the answer was either Sackick or Iserman. But I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna seed you your your Lidstrom. It's a great response. It's funny because I was trying to think. Okay, let's not just look at the top point getters of all time and you know pluck uh, the two top guys. So I was like, okay, what about the goaltending position? And Sean, like some of the top guys uh, up front, like the goaltenders all moved around. When you look at like, like Martin Marty Brodeur, yeah, he's known for the Devils, but he yeah, played for the he Blues. Ruined he ruined it. He went to the he, Blues. He ruined it all. Dominic Hanschik played for uh, Detroit and played for uh, Ottawa. Uh, Patrick Watt played for the Canadians and Colorado. Like Jacques Plante moved around. You look at all these these top goaltenders in hockey history, and they all seem to bounce around for whatever reason. Yeah, uh, some good answers. I like. Look, I knew that it, the best thing is I knew you were going to say Joe Sackick or Steve Eiserman, and I knew I was going Steve Eiserman or, or Nick Lidstrom. I knew you were not going to go Nick Lidstrom, but you know that that's probably the correct answer. It's a great player, amazing player. Now you know what I need a Detroit Red Wings Nick Lidstrom jersey. I do. And you know what, Sean? Super classy guy. Nice dude. Yeah, seemed pretty pretty nice. I think didn't you ask that question online like the nicest guy in yeah. hockey? And then yeah. the first thing and I said back then Nick Littrum, now Nick Backstrom. Yeah, wait, it's something about those Swedes, right? Yeah. Except you for know, uh except for my boy Forsberg. He wasn't that yeah. nice on the ice. No, no, he wasn't. All right, uh so the good classic sports arguments. Uh have your say on comments, YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, subscribe, tell your friends all about the post game fights podcast uh is it time is it time for another pop quiz yes sir it is Woo! am i doing it are you doing it who's doing the pop quiz uh this question. time i i have i have no idea who's doing the pop quiz day hey Dave Trenadui from Trenadui entertainments uh congratulations on a great uh uh a funny acts of kindness that you guys were able to put together with uh, Joey Elias and uh, Derek Sagan this past weekend. Good job, thank Dave. Thank you. Thank you. It was a great success. Hey, Dave. Yes. Is that a is that a Christmas tree I see? Yes, it's, I was yelled at last time. It's like part of a Christmas tree. Well, I was yelled at last time by you guys, so I figured I'd give you half of what you guys wanted. 
and half of what I wanted. Yeah. So you got a plain Dave, ball and, and a bit of a... Dave, you, you need, like, something back there. Like, look, like, right there, I have, like, NHL 94. Yeah, I know. That's right pretty cool. There. Okay? Like, you have nothing on your own. You need... We, maybe we... Gallo, maybe we need to get him something to put on as well. Hmm. Well, in a few days, there'll be a couple of, uh, you know, jerseys, uh, T-shirt jerseys released. At, uh, Damn right. Murray. I think there you go. Really good. That's the spirit, yeah. Dave. Uh, uh, by the way, Dave, Dave, you answered. You want to answer the uh, the classic sports argument? I do. We're, we're uh, running a bit out of time here. We're running short on time. But, yes, uh, my, my answer is always uh, – you know, newer players. I think they have, you know, they're in better shape, they're better conditioning, uh, better equipment, uh, they're better athletes. So my my uh, answer would be Sidney Crosby. And if you were to ask another one, it would be Alex Ovechkin. I think. Uh, by the way, uh, for someone that said we were short on time, you took a long time to answer that. I'm sorry. Okay, that's fair enough. It, and Dave, who knows? Those guys might not only play for one team. Fair, fair. But you asked for now, you know, for now, as of now. That, that would be my answer. All right, pop quiz, Dave, go. All right, pop quiz. And, uh, you know, uh, Max Domi, Josh Anderson just traded. So I want to know the top 10. There have been 20 players that have played for the Habs and the Blue Jackets, both players. I want to know the top 10 who have the most games. We're going to rank them by games played for the Canadians. So the longest-serving Canadians who have also played for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Longest-serving Canadian that have played for the Blue Jackets? Yes. There are the 20 Blue players. Jackets. All right, Sean, do you want to start or am I starting here? Uh, go ahead. I'll go with uh, Turner Stevenson. No, he's not in the top 10. He didn't play enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's most games with the Canadians, though, right? Yes. That's how they're being ranked? Yes. Most games with the Canadians that played for the Blue Jackets. How's my boy Ron Hainsey? Ron Hainsey played 32 games for the Canadians. Did not make the list. <laughs> he did not make the list? Well, no, he, he's, he's on the list, but he, he didn't. He just, it's games. the most games with the Canadians. He played more with the Blue Jackets. Exactly. <laughs> I would just stretch – Mitch, I would just threaten knowledge there. I would just threaten knowledge. Threaten uh, knowledge. Name that podcast. Dave, how about, uh, how about Max Dolby? Well, no, that doesn't count. He hasn't played yet. Okay. I, 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 thought, I thought it was a bit of a trick. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. He hasn't played yet. Does not qualify. Uh, how about more, how's at, this? Dave? Sorry? What's our timer at? Uh, seven minutes. Well, eight That's minutes. Fine. Okay. How's this? I'm going to strut some more knowledge and just give an answer that I know is wrong. Okay. Mark Denis. Mark Denis. <laughs> Mark Denis. Played awesome. one game with the Habs. Only one game, so that does not count. Played one game with the Habs. Dave, what about, uh, what about Lyle Oldline? Yes, he is number two. 472 games with the Canadians. Lyle Oldline, number two, so it's one nothing, Mitchie. Yeah, I know. I told you, I was giving up points just because I want to strut knowledge <laughs> of right. guys that do play limited time with the Canadians. That's all I'm doing. Uh, let's, uh, go Columbus Blue Jackets. And that was me striking knowledge was just me trying to buy time. <laughs> I was just trying to buy time. Oh man. Columbus Blue Jackets players that played with the Canadians or Canadians that went to the Blue Jackets. There are some recent ones. They're mostly all recent. Number one's going to be a tough one. Cause he didn't play much for Columbus. He didn't play much for Columbus. No. And you told you told us Max Domi doesn't count. No. I don't know, man. I'm like at a loss. I can't even think of Columbus Blue Jacket as <laughs> roster right now. This is like, all right, go ahead, Mitch. You take your two nothing. Hey, man, this is a. I like this because this is pretty tough. Huh. Oh uh, no, he's making he's making me think right now. Yeah, I mean, I, no kidding. I'm trying to think of the Columbus Blue Jackets roster. Um, 
there's a couple of guys and I keep thinking, I'm like, and I think of the players on the blue jackets. I'm like, they never played for the Mavs. You know, one of them, like, the, I wish they, the, that's, can you give us a, can you give us some kind of clue, Dave? I'll oh, hold on. Hold on. I got, I got, I got okay, Thomas go ahead. Tatar. Thomas Tatar. Tatar. I don't think Tatar, I don't think Tatar played for Columbus. I'm just having fun now. I okay. don't even know what um, one of them is an assistant general manager in the NHL. Recent. What kind of category is this? <laughs> one nothing, Mitch. This is awesome. Who, uh, Cam? Who, who is the guy who uh, got hit in the head with a puck? Which which guy that got hit in the puck? What do you mean? The Canadians player. They got hit in the head. The puck when? Um, like 2014. 2014. I have no. I, I. I don't even know the reference you're referring to. All right. It was um, uh, the son. You know, you like said, grandson, grandson of a former player. You. You said Thomas. Oh, oh uh, Jeffrey on. He never played. Yeah. For what about Jeffrey on? He never played for Columbus. No. But he's the assistant GM in Columbus now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, fine. But he's not the. Uh... <laughs> Okay. So thank you, Campbell. Thank you. Just, he's saying an assistant GM in the National Hockey League, not right. Columbus. Okay. Yeah, another, I, I, I got it. Another, okay. another hint is uh, the top one is somehow related to Thomas Tatar in a way, if you think about it. He was kind of involved in a deal involving Thomas Tatar, kind of. He was kind of involved with a deal with like Thomas Tatar. His trade tree involves Thomas Tatar. His trade tree. Patch Reddy did not play for the Columbus Blue Jackets. No, but I'm just I'm just letting you know. How did Patch Reddy come to be with the Canadians? So, so you're saying Josh Georges played for Columbus? No, he no. was also acquired with. But who who did the Canadians trade to get Craig Rivet? There you go. Yes, he played number one. He played fourteen games for the Columbus Blue Jackets. I did, I did not I, know that. I did not look. I learned <laughs> about Craig Rivet. Hey, Craig Rivet, congratulations! You played for Columbus. I do not remember you playing for Columbus. <laughs> there, are some, there are some recent players too that you guys. Whatever. Know. Hey, one one. I take that point. I'm All taking right. that point. <laughs> At this point, if if number one is Craig Rivet and number two is Lyle Odeline, I'm taking the points. I'm taking the points. I, I, thought I, was, I thought I was strutting knowledge with Ron Hainsey and Mark Denis. I thought that should give me some sort of bonus points as Mark Denis played one game with the Canadians. At this point, yeah. I'll take any player that's played for both teams. It doesn't have to be in the top ten. All right, so what's the... Another goalie. Uh, another goalie. Think about a goalie. Steve Mason. No, he never played for the Canadians. Yeah, it was Chris Mason the Canadians picked up, wasn't it? That they bought him. They, 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 they had Steve Mason too. That's why I said it. They they yeah, they picked him up in that trade dump deal, I think. With uh, another goalie, I'm like David Abisher. No, a backup goalie. Matthew Garon. Yes. <laughs> There's no there. way Matthew Garon played for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Ed, I swear. Think about it. I don't remember this at all. A I, funny I, I defenseman. To... A funny defense. Well, I mean, a defenseman who got. I don't know if he was suspended, but at least fine for doing something funny. Oh, James Wisniewski. Yes, James Wisniewski. There you go. James Wisniewski. Another guy kind of in that mold, not in that mold, but around the same time as that, a defenseman. 
played a long time for the Canadians. Played 221 games for the Canadians. 221 games is not a long time. Marc-Andre Bergeron. No. No. Good guess, though. I I was like, yeah, you're right, Mitch. He played for Columbus. I had no idea. (sighs) All right, so we're under two minutes here. So do you want me to just name them off? Yes, please. Yes, please. Gallo, congratulations. I'm taking – you know what? I win 3-2. I'm taking my Ron Hainsey. And I'm taking my Mark Denia's points. All right, we might have that to would make it three three though. All okay, right, so fine, three three. We're tied. Tied. So <laughs> there was uh, Yaroslav Spachek, number three. Matsir Darsh, number four. Rene. Kind of remember that. Rene Bork, number five. Scott Lachance, number six. Andrew Castles, number seven. Manny Maholtra, number eight. And then you had like Mike Blunden, uh, Michael Chaput, uh, Stefan Matteau, Thomas Vanek. Francois Beauchemin, Ron Tugnet. Let's name that podcast. I was going to guess Ron Tugnet. Damn it. <laughs> I Let's swear have... I was going to guess Ron Tugnet. I didn't know if he played for the Canadians. <laughs> can, we, can we just name that podcast worst quiz ever? <laughs> I think it was the best quiz ever. I, I actually think it might be the best quiz ever. <laughs> Congratulations, Dave. Yes. Uh, I, also, I also said strut knowledge and Gallo, I'm going to make you angry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that one. I like the, I'm going to make you angry, Gal. I like that one. All right, my head hurts. Yeah, my head hurts. Don't forget, December 23rd, pick up your beer at LeBras. Yes. LeBras.com, 133 LeBras in Point Claire. Campbell, play by play, IPA, and the angry Gallo. Well, how's that for your entertainment value? They've done their job very, very well. Awesome. No, 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 no. Come on. VBF.